Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. San Diego's eviction moratorium is more strict than the state guidelines, and it's now being challenged in court. More on that after the news. The Coronado Unified School Board Tuesday voted to appeal the sanctions placed on Coronado High School's basketball team after its players threw tortillas at a rival team who is mostly Latino. The tortilla throwing incident took place after a June 19th division regional championship game that Coronado won 60 to 57 in overtime. Last week, the California Interscholastic Federation revoked the division regional championship title from Coronado High and placed the school's athletic programs on probation until 2024. The San Diego Public Library System restored in-person services to a number of locations on Tuesday. 26 locations are now open for book browsing, computer use, and card renewal, officials said Monday. In addition to the library's reopening, four more will offer contactless pickup for materials placed on hold online, and books can be returned to any branch. The San Diego Humane Society took in 80 stray animals on Monday, many of which the agency says likely ran away from their homes during 4th of July fireworks. The group reported Monday afternoon that 80 strays, including 56 dogs, were found by its teams. Anyone who has lost a pet is advised to check San Diego Humane Society's Lost and Found Pets page at sdhumane.org. San Diego is now under a new extended eviction ban. Initially, the statewide moratorium was set to expire on June 30th, but Governor Gavin Newsom recently extended it to September 30th. But San Diego County is under far more stringent rules that are now being challenged in federal court by the Southern California Rental Housing Association. Phil Molnar covers real estate at the UT. Phil, how does San Diego County's eviction moratorium you know, go beyond what the state already has in place? So what it does right now is it has a thing where landlords cannot evict tenants if they want to move back in. So that's been a bit of a loophole during the pandemic, but sort of a, a worthwhile one. One might argue if you're struggling financially and you have an investment property and you just need to move back in. Um, so that's one way that landlords have been able to get around it. There's also another thing that says if you're going to like really extensively rehab a property, you can kick a renter out and move back in. So those have been in place and they still are in place for most of California, but San Diego County has gone a step beyond that says landlords cannot, cannot do that. They can't move back into their own properties. Um, one thing also that's a little different, San Diego also put in a rent cap of 4% for current tenants. Um, most of the rent growth we're seeing are in new leases anyway, so that hopefully won't be a big burden. I haven't seen that be a big a big issue so far. Um, so that's kind of like the biggest part right now that is different between the two the two systems. For a while, San Diego's eviction ban was going to go much longer than the state, but with this action by the governor recently to extend the eviction moratorium to September 30th, we're about the same as everybody else. You did an econometer on this. Uh, that's a regular panel you do with uh, local sort of economists and analysts. Uh, what, what did they say about the governor's decision to extend the moratorium? You know, it was mixed, mainly leaning towards uh, no, that he had made a bad decision. Part of the reason is there's been a lot of these eviction moratoriums going on since March 2020. 
So that's like an extremely long time for say a mom and pop landlord that just has one rental to sort of maintain this, especially if they, they are one of the un, unlucky few that maybe they just have one renter and that renter hasn't paid rent the whole time. There are a few cases of that. They've reached out to me and it's just, uh, you know, you feel for them, but you know, you also got to feel for the renter too. So, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of that going on with those that have struggled. Uh, but also, you know, we hear a lot of stories about rents, renters as well that have had a tough time during this pandemic. So the, the answers were kind of going back and forth, like, well, renters are suffering, but yes, landlords. So it, it tends to be business leaders. So it leaned a little more heavily saying sympathy for the landlords actually. So um, part of the reason the governor has extended the moratorium is because now they say they will cover up to 100% of back rent and 100% of up to three months rent in advance. So since they made that change, they say they need more time to get all this money out before the eviction ban ends. So that's another reason why maybe it wasn't fought against as hard. Let's talk a little bit more about the lawsuit. So Southern California Rental Housing Association is suing uh, you know, to overturn this in federal court. What is their argument? So the gist of it is that it gets super complicated legal wise, but what they're trying to say is it violates the constitution because there's two different things. So the constitution has something called, the US constitution has something called the taking clause. That basically you can't take someone's property from them is sort of the argument. And we do, you know, the United States is really known for really strong property laws. So there's two different things about the San Diego law that sort of seemed to lend to an argument that it might be violating a taking clause. Uh, the first is homeowners who want to rent their property or who want to go back into the property can't. So that can be seen as the, the governing agency stealing their property or taking their property from them, even temporarily. Okay. And the second, there's another part of the San Diego law that gets sort of complicated, but basically it says that a renter can't be evicted for just cause reasons. So that means like something like a simple lease violation. So during the pandemic, this whole time, you can't evict someone for non-payment of rent if they're losing money due to COVID. But say for instance, that renter, you know, they said, hey, you can't dry your clothes outside and they've been drying their clothes outside and it's in their lease. I mean, technically, you could have used that to try and evict the person if they weren't paying rent. I didn't see it as a widespread problem. I haven't even heard of like too many cases here in San Diego. So that's kind of a smaller thing. But that adds to the lawsuit right now where they're saying, um, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, it's violating the Constitution. So that's the legal argument. And so on the other side of this, there's a couple, um, you know, groups fighting for this and fighting to sort of uh, dismiss the lawsuit. One of them is the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment Action. And another is just the local tenant advocacy group. What are they saying? So the biggest thing there is they kind of tie it to a lot of what we've seen during COVID-19. There was a lot of legal challenges in court that said that whatever COVID-19 program you had going on, masks, restrictions. You know, we had the big thing here in San Diego County where strip clubs were still open as long as they serve food. But it's kind of interesting because all these legal arguments, mostly all of them that have gone to court, 
And people will say, hey, this violates the US Constitution. You can't have this restriction in place. But most judges have actually thrown those out. And a lot of the reasons they say is because there's these emergency declarations in place from the country and also from whatever local governing body has it. So the argument they're making here is, you know, we're under a state of emergency and there is so much precedent at this point that all these laws don't violate the US Constitution that you really should just throw this lawsuit out. So that hasn't happened yet. So it looks like it's still going to court. You've written a lot of stories about how there's, you know, public assistance for rent out there, but there's those funds are going largely untapped. Is that still the case? And, you know, if so, what do renters need to know? So it is still, it, it's, it's, uh, it sort of depends on how you look at it. So right now we know by the number of applications that are out there just before the governor made this change that he would cover 100% or the state would cover 100% of the rent. The applications were really lacking. Uh, by our calculations, I did a, stock, a story with Brittany Maling here at the Union Tribune, and our analysis of it was that basically the county, city of San Diego, and Chula Vista would need to double the number of applications they've already gotten just to come close to even spending the money. So that's, that's one way of looking at it. A lot of other people say the, the bureaucracy of the law that you need to double check people to make sure that they were actually losing money due to the pandemic and that they actually live at a certain address. They say that that's taking too long to get the money into renters and landlords hands. Um, but to be devil's advocate for the state, there's been a lot of fraud during unemployment and that's taken a lot of work and resources to try and track that out. So they kind of need to just make sure that the person lives at that address, that they're actually a renter, need to contact the landlord. So. That's also taking money to distribute these funds out to renters. Um, at this point, there's been millions of dollars spent in advertisements, in media placement, earned media, just all of us writing about it all the time. The materials for the rent relief program have been translated in more than 20 languages. I couldn't even tell you more than 20 languages off the top. <laughs> so this, this, this has been a full court press. And I know even this is, more extreme but when i've been in uh, tijuana mexico there's so much advertisements coming out of san diego that i've been watching tv like mexican tv and i've seen mayor todd gloria come on to talk about the rent relief program so this has gone far and wide this program um if a renter still doesn't know about it i don't know what to say about that at this point um so some people i have even you know spoken with friends that would you know clearly uh you know fit into this and all this kind of stuff like that. And they're, they're kind of worried that they, they keep saying to me, oh, well, I probably will be denied. And, you know, I'm looking at the people they're approving. There's some people approving that like, don't even say they have financial hardship, you know? So, I mean, what renters need to know is if you think, you know, I can't say for sure what will happen, but it seems like they're really, as long as you get all your paperwork in, it seems like they're approving you, so you know, it's worth a shot. And what about landlords? I mean, what resources are out there for them? Landlords, if they have a mortgage on the property, they're allowed to have, you know, a break in that. There's all sorts of federal programs for it, but really, honestly, for the large institutional landlords that might own multiple buildings in San Diego County, 
they don't really have a lot of recourse at the moment. But what we found from calling around to San Diego's biggest landlords is the number of people not paying rent is actually pretty low in San Diego County, even from the big corporate landlords. And when we talk to a lot of the community action groups, it's basically before this whole thing happened, a lot of people that were low income that lost their jobs, you know, they didn't know this money was coming. So they took loans from friends and family and they just stayed in their apartment or they found different ways to earn money during this pandemic, you know, like very resilient, you know, efforts to try and stay in their, their apartment or if they're renting a single family home or whatever. So yeah, um, it's, you know, we hear a lot about like, there's gonna be a mass evictions and there's gonna be people thrown on the street, but the more and more I try and report on it, that this is going on, it's harder and harder to prove. So that's, that's been a challenge during this pandemic, um, for sure. Because sometimes the truth isn't as, as clear as we want it. You can find more news online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.